Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, episode 22. I'm your host, Peter, and you're joined by my usual crew, Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, very good, thank you, Pierre. Good on yourself? Yep, doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Right, we will go, we always go straight away to the Scottish Fantasy League, our league, and we'll look at the top three first. Now, there's no change, it's still Wolf Tone, Conquering Lions, and Geeks, like he's top three, no change. Gunnar, you're still fifth, no change. The top five didn't change, actually. But you get down all the way to 48th in the league. If you scroll down, guys, for the highest game week score, is all our fingers go to one time here? <laughs> the sweaty fingers, 48 here we are. I, I, AJ Nomeo, Josh Irving, he had 85 points. So his, let's see his quick look at his team. So, Marsh Allen goals, clean sheet. Hoban in the back, clean sheet. He had the Rangers triple up. Barisic, Golston, Tavernier. But captain Tavernier. In midfield, he's also jumped on the McGrath train quite quick. Fair play, eight points for him. Six for Hedges. Elodice, 13. Boyle eight, Stuart will be up front. So that's a pretty strong team. And as per usual, we look at these teams, it's always the front line that lets the teams down the Scottish game, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so ourselves, the average for the game week was 39 points, and I posted 73 points, but minus four. Tom is 65 points. Girl is 31 points, so I can I can maybe slightly try to claim that I, I won, but obviously with a hit. It ah, was. not with the head, no. It was, <laughs> <laughs> Gunnar's, not, Gunnar's not allowing that. No chance. Jumped in there. So I'll talk to my team first. I go you right. So I had Marciano in goals. So obviously the transfers last week, I decided to go for that. I took McGregor out because I think he's a rotational risk. Brung in Marciano and brung in Golson is the colour. So basically it worked because McGregor conceded the goal. He was looking two points for him. So it worked out good for me. Back line, it was Hoban, Barisic, Golston, Goffrey off the bench for eight. And Captain Tavier 22 in midfield, Kilty and Elanusi, Shanklin, Nisbet, and Cosgrove up front. And I left absolutely nothing on the bench. Tom talks for your team. Um, so I had Lewis in goals, got me seven points. Captain Tav 22, Barisic 2, Serrano 2, Ayer 7, and Vice Captain Goldson 8. In midfield, I had Turnbull, got me six. Alan Forrest got me two. O'Hara 2, and up front, Kabamba 1, and Nisbet 6. Uh, I had Cosgrove on the bench. He's the only one that returned any points with one. Right, okay, nothing missed. Gunnar? Yeah, Marciano on goal for seven points. Barisic, two points. Captain Tavernier, 22. And Hanlon, seven points. Vice-captain, I had Goldson for eight points. Gallagher, one point. 
Hedges for six, Elianusi eight, Kilty with a two-pointer, Nisbet six points, and two points from Tony Watt once again. Nothing on the bench? Uh, a point of Cosgrove. So I'd just like to say again, that was three decent scores above the average, and I think everyone has stayed in the position. Is that right? None has moved? Pretty much, yeah. No. So this shows you how hard there's a game to move up in this game until the calls the tweaks start next year. Right, topic this week will be Sotty done that kind of quite extensive ticker right through the split, is that right? All the way through? Yep. So Tom has put his BDI on it to give us some <laughs> insight and in what he thinks he can see in this ticker going forward. On you go, Tom. <clears throat> yeah, so I thought we'd have a wee look at um, what teams have decent runs or any sort of patterns. Um, I've, I've just really kind of looked at the, the main sort of teams, uh, what you could probably describe as the form teams. Uh, Aberdeen are actually currently in their good run. Um, between now and game week seven, they only face Rangers in the top four. Uh, with regards to Hibs, they don't really have a prolonged spell until game week 29. As it stands, they've got two game weeks in the face Rangers, another two reasonable game weeks in the face Celtic, another two reasonable game weeks in the face Rangers, a single game week with a decent fixture, then Aberdeen, and then come game week 29 up until 33, which is where the split occurs. They've got County, Motherwell, St. Johnston, Livy and Hamilton. Um, with regards to Motherwell, uh, up next is Rangers, then Aberdeen. Then from game week 20 to 23, they've got a nice spell where they face Dundee United, Kelly, Hamilton and St. Mirren. Then they play Rangers and Aberdeen again. And then from game week 26 to 33, um, the fixtures are pretty decent. The only sort of big challenge for them would be against Celtic and Hibs in that time. And then the last one is St. Johnston. The next three fixtures is St. Mirren, Rangers and Aberdeen. They've got a really nice spell from game week 21 to 25, which features Hamilton, Ross County, Dundee United, St. Mirren and Kilmarnock. Then it's pretty mixed after that. They've got Aberdeen Rangers, which is tough. Then a nice fixture against Livy. Celtic, then Hamilton. Then they've got Hibs, Ross County and Motherwell. Right. Good. Any thoughts on that? I'm definitely going to listen back to that and to take that all in. But it's nice <laughs> that, that someone worked it all out. But like looking at my team, uh, I've noticed the, the decent spell now for, for Aberdeen because I think the next four are Killy, Motherwell, St. Johnson, Livy before they have Rangers game week 23. So currently, I don't know. Uh, I'm still on Cosgrove there, you know, but maybe, maybe a defender to get regular seven points uh, could be a shout. And then I like the Motherwell as well. I think the next two fixtures are a bit tough for them as Rangers and Aberdeen, I think. But uh, I think a couple, like if you have brought them in maybe uh, under the pretense that they might have a double game week, then you don't have to get rid now because I'm thinking now maybe if you, if you have three players, then, then maybe that is too much. But for example, I, I have two players and then if I could transfer one of them out maybe over, over the tough two fixtures that they that they have and get him maybe because I have Gallagher getting a better defender, get two clean sheets out of that and then uh, bring a Motherwell player back for that decent spell. Uh, so I think, yeah, if you, if you can work that out where, where these teams have these uh, decent spells, then um, I think what Tom has worked out there is going to be a, going to be a big help going forward. It's just hard in this game where you've not got the role in transfer. You only got one seat it's hard to plan into, like for any sort of kind of run because it's mm. like either you're hitting, you're taking the the jump a week in advance and keeping it, or you're taking a hit to bring the players in and hoping that the hit you take 
works out, especially defensively, or a striker. I take it to all more, or I assume Rangers is fixtures proof because also in the form they're in, you just, you just keep on backing Rangers anyway, regardless of who they play. Yep. And you could argue with Celtic as well. You could also argue against that. <laughs> you could argue. You could argue either way. Yeah, but in general, they should eventually be fixture proof of both of them. It should matter, matter about. Right. And also today was announced that in the FPL has game week 18 and 19 will be a game week 18 will be like a partial blank week and a game week 19 also with double game week. Now I know it's weeks off and we'll talk about it probably near the time in our FPL point but what would be the plans or like the the groundwork of the plans going forward? How would you approach this Tom? Um, so currently in game week 18 you've you've only got 10 teams playing so that's that's half so really probably what you're wanting to do is play your free hit so you're getting um, a full squad of playing players and as as a result of that you're probably not going to want to wild card in 19 um, usually save the wild card towards the, the double game week towards the end of the season so in preparation for the double game week have a wee look at, see what fixtures you like, what doubles you like, and then sort of start planning ahead. Maybe start even planning now. Um, and start bringing those double game week players in. What were you yourself going to? Is it game week 16, the last week, where you can use the first wild card, yeah? Tom, you know, I have no inclination for us. Um, it's, it's round about that point. I don't okay. know whether it's, I don't know whether 16, I don't know whether it's like the sort of before deadline 16 or Mm, mm. During yeah, game week sixteen, it's one. It's one. It's round about that mark. Yeah, because where I was coming from, like I still have my wild card, and that that would, could really help then to prepare for game week nineteen, the double game week. I think the free hit for game week eighteen, yeah, it has to be with like only 10, 10 teams playing. But um, yeah, I wasn't really sure when I was going to use my wild card, but looking at this now and having this. Uh, double game we pretty much confirmed. Um, I think I could really prepare that uh, with the wild card for for the double game week there. Yeah, so we're all pretty much the same page then. It sounds like we'll be building towards a double game week and three hitting the week before for the ten games to ten teams player. That's kind of seems to be yeah. the most sound way of approaching it anyway. Yep, agree with that. Yeah, that's us finish then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm sure we'll. Have We'll change as well. Also, injuries come in a situation in COVID. You don't know you could plan for this. Things change, but we'll see. Right, start of the week. I know he's working at running close to the wire for stats. He's both got one. Tom, you got a start? Yeah. Okay, you go first, Tom. Um, so this week in Celtic's fixture against Kilmarnock, um, Turnbull registered eight key passes. I don't think any players got close to that. So that's pretty big news. Means he's... Uh, Looking like a potential bit an assist machine. See, when you started there, I thought you were going to say the one girl was going to say it. Who's that? Oh, please do it. Right. Your stat is also Celtic related, I believe. That is correct, but also on Turnbull. Turnbull also took 11 corners this week, um, which I thought stood out uh, a bit. You could also, in the app, you can also see the, the stats now from game weeks going back. And it was Lee Griffiths uh, taking the most corners with five the weeks before. So 11, I thought that that really stood out. But my start of the week uh, this week, also from the new uh, stats section on the app, it's uh, Shane Duffy this week had the most shots 
at goal it was uh, six shots, followed by Turnbull also with six shots, and then Elianusi with five. He also had the most shots out the ground as well, Duffy. That was another stat. That won't been the app. See one he put over. About, he actually I think he cleared out the ground on his long balls. Right, we'll move to the results then. So first up, Aberdeen 2, Ross County 0. So main with two goals, McLaren assist, Hedges assist, and a clean sheet for Aberdeen. So good, I'll start with you since your main man scored in this game. Oh, sorry, sorry, get an assist in this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan Hedges got the assist. I thought uh, that, that made me really happy. <laughs> first thing I have in my notes here is Curtis Main. Is he now the main man? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cosgrove, Cosgrove was benched. Uh, Scam Cosgrove, uh, as Brian at Blades Attack uh, called him. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right on the money there with uh, Shank, Shank the Blank, you know. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. This, this, it's the same Ross County side who Celtic couldn't beat, you know, but uh, Rangers pummeled 4 0 last week. I don't know. I, we spoke about the fixtures there for, for Aberdeen going forward. I think they, they have a nice run. I have three Aberdeen players, Ferguson coming back. The only problem for me really is Cosgrove, who was benched. I don't know. It's a lot of money tied up in him. And if he doesn't start, then I'm, I'm sure I can use that uh, better somewhere else. Also, I've noticed uh, McInnes, he made a triple sub in the 92nd minute. Uh, I, was, I was wondering what that was all about. Probably just wasting time, but you tune it up, you know. So I, I don't know why he just wanted to give these three a run out, but yeah, that's all I got on on that game. Cool. Right, Tom, your thoughts on the Aberdeen game? Yeah, well, obviously uh, Ferguson was suspended for this game. I think it did show quite dramatically. Um, between the two, uh, Aberdeen got five shots, and Ross County also got five shots. There wasn't much separating. We usually expect Aberdeen to be quite attacking and and, and dominate the game. In terms of shots on target, Aberdeen got three. Um, to Ross County's one. Main um, had two shots on target and scored on both, so he was responsible for two of those shots. Um, looking at the prices, um, Cosgrove is 7.2 million, whereas Curtis Main is only 4.8. The fact that he scored the two goals, I can't see him losing his place for this weekend, so I think uh, Sam Cosgrove is, is a big worry. Um, you could downgrade, uh, that would free up 2.4 million, and you could use that cash elsewhere. That's, that's pretty that's a, um, definitely a possibility. Or you could look at another team and even move towards having two Aberdeen midfielders, perhaps Ferguson, and maybe looking at Hedges. Hedges has had a goal and assist in his last four game weeks, and he's only 4.8 million. Uh, Aberdeen also got the clean sheet. That's now seven in 16 games. Uh, they're fairly even with Hibs, uh, defensive-wise. Um, and... I think I prefer Hibs more for defenders if you're going to go for actual defenders because they seem to have the added promise of goals and assists, whereas Aberdeen defence, like of Hoban and Constantine, don't even don't really offer that <laughs> every week. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I'd, I'd say about Ross County, I think we need a klaxon for this, is Ross Stewart missed another big chance. Um, he now tops the table for uh, eight big chances missed this season but Ross County have got Hamilton next and they love to concede so it's interesting to see how he does against Hamilton perhaps a one week punt if you're if you're stuck for something to do but I don't know maybe not okay now you've both kind of covered it my question was about Cosgrove is the pricey 
Cosgrove striker experiment kind of over. We kind of both covered it. So just to kind of cover it slightly again, Tom, I you think now it's time for off Cosgrove? I think so. I mean, main started. He's, he's had very few starts. He scored two goals. How, how would you justify starting Cosgrove on the weekend? I can't see it. So 7.2 million and he's not going to start. Nah, I, I, think, I think it's time to get rid. Gunnar, do you echo Dolphin those thoughts? I, I do, uh, actually, yeah. I think that's it's too much money tied up in, in Cosgrove. I wasn't considering main before uh, Tom laid it out like that, but yeah, I think it's a, main is a good shout, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look at the striking options, but I think one of my transfers this week is going to be Cosgrove out, uh, out. Okay. Right, next up, Hamilton nil, Hibs 4. So we've got Boyle, penalty goal. So obviously, I think we're a wee bit surprised it was Nisbet was on penalties, but hey-ho. Dodge goal, McGinn goal, Nisbet goal, right assist and a clean sheet for Hibs. So take it away, Tom. Yep, so uh, Dodge was back in the start in 11. Um, Doig, the right back, I think he's well out of the picture now. That's another uh, game he's been benched. Andre Wright was in for Jamie Murphy. We've talked about him in the past. I think Jamie Murphy's injured just now. I'm not too sure how long he's out for. And for Hamilton, Odoffin was suspended. Boyle got the first goal, penalty. We know Nisbet missed uh, one against Hearts in the, the semi-final in the last season's Scottish Cup. And I think he missed one in the subsequent game after that. So it looks like Boyle's now on pens. Uh, the second goal was a header for Deutsch. He had a decent chance before that. He was one-on-one -on -one with Fulton. Um, he took the touch when maybe he should have taken a shot. Um, could have got a goal there, and I think that was classed as a big chance missed. Um, he had three shots in the game. It was the most of any player. Two on target and one off. Uh, Dre Wright, he got the assist. He also put a nice ball in for Nisbet, who tried a wee sort of back heel flip, uh, but he didn't, uh, didn't manage to get the goal. He also made three key passes in the game. Um, Paul McGinn got a goal and a clean sheet. That's his third goal in four game weeks. I quite like the look, look of Paul McGinn. Um, that is also Hibbs' second clean sheet in a row, and that makes it eight out of 17. As I mentioned, pretty much on a par with Aberdeen. And they've got Dundee United and St. Mirren next. Dundee United, obviously, we know they're, they're pretty shy of goals. So it looks like it could be another Hibbs clean sheet for the weekend. Uh, Paul McGinn's now the fourth highest scoring defender. Obviously, the, the three usual suspects at Rangers are the top three. And uh, McGinn slotting nicely in at number four. So I think he's, a, he's probably a good addition to anyone's team. Um, Nisbet got the fourth goal, and that is his ninth of the season. And I think there was a, a young lad, uh, Bradley. He almost made it five when he hit the bar. But I, I wouldn't be considering him. Okay. You know yourself, any thoughts? Maybe the sponsorship? As well, <laughs> yeah. So when when I was watching the highlights, I noticed the the, the adverts behind the goal. It was doner kebab adverts, vodka adverts, and some some bread roll adverts. So yeah, that that took my attention when I was watching the highlights. And I'm like, well, Scottish adverts, not seen that before. Not bad, but yeah, very nice roundup there from from Tom. Uh, we mentioned Boyle. When when I was making my transfer for this week, for I had to take Burke out, and. The first one I went for was, was Boyle, actually, because we spoke about him last week. Uh, but then I noticed I already had three hips players. But something told me that, not that he was going to take a penalty, but uh, I thought he looks a bit better in the, in the past couple of weeks in this game as well. Um, there's something about hips liking 
and McGinn. Um, I have Hanlin, and since I think two weeks, uh, where I had to make the choice between McGinn and, and Hanlin, and I was just just after McGinn's goals, I think, uh, and I was like, yeah, he's not he's not gonna get many, and then he scores again this week. So I don't know. I have Marciano, and I was considering maybe making a goalkeeper transfer, you know, maybe to Joe Lewis, but haven't watched the highlights of that Aberdeen game as as well. He, I don't know. Sometimes he doesn't fill me with confidence, so I don't know how I'm gonna get. Well, because I was considering maybe getting another Hibs defender, you know, McGinn and Ho- what is it, Hanlon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think because I would. I would have to take a hit then for Marciano and this, this and that. And I think I'm going to roll with Hanlon for now and hope uh, he can get on the end of one of those crosses as well. But like Tom mentioned, two easier fixtures now, two home games for Hibs against United and St. Mirren and then Rangers. Uh, but then two, two home games again against Ross County and Livy. So decent run for Hibs. And I think three players from them is a must at the minute. Okay. So my question to you is, now people were on at the start, would you contemplate going on a double Hibs strike force? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Dodge and Nisbet. You know. well, that's, I don't know. I think that was the first game now that Deutsch started again. I would, for me personally, because I would definitely have to take a hit because I already have the three Hibs players. It's a no for now until I, I see Deutsch starting regularly and scoring goals. I don't know. If there is something that I have to bring him in because he scores two goals a game every week, then, then of course, I'll do it. But for now, I'm going to wait. Yourself, Tom? Um, I'd probably say no. Um, I'd probably be looking at Boyle now that he seems to be on penalties. Um, oh, yeah, good shout. Deutsch, he obviously isn't assured of starts. He's, he's kind of... He goes on sort of patchy. He's quite patchy. He goes on sort of little streaks and then blanks for quite long periods of time. So I'd probably be looking at uh, a Hibs defender for the, the clean sheets and possibly the double up on Nisbet and Boyle. Okay, next one up. Motherwell no St Mirren 1. McGrath again scores to the second running goal and a clean sheet for St Mirren. Tom? Um, so... Looking at the highlights, I thought Motherwell were the more dominant team in the, the game. Um, Shots-wise, they had 19 shots to St Mirren's 8. And in terms of on target, it was 9 to St Mirren's 3. Uh, Tony Watt and Devante Cole were pretty active. Uh, Watt had four shots, Cole had three, both of them two on target. Uh, in the starting lineup, Grimshaw and Barry Maguire um, was back in the lineup. Now, Barry Maguire was playing as... Uh, in the midfield three with O'Hara and Campbell, but he's actually a 2.1 million defender. He made a massive five three three five three key passes, five three five key passes <laughs> <laughs> five key passes in mid uh, during the game, and he created one big chance. Uh, he's pretty good at um, long throw-ins. I don't know if you noticed that. He tries to get a few throw-ins into the box. Right, was that him? Because I was noticing this. I uh, right. Well, that's a guy. Say, okay, good. And in terms of uh, St Mirren, um, you've got McGrath, uh, three shots for St Mirren, which is almost half of their total. He got the goal, which was a pretty decent goal. He's 3.1 million and he's had two goals in his last two. He could be another contender for the sort of cheap midfield slot. Last time we talked about Kilty and Callaghan. Well, we've got another one in contention in the form of McGrath. Uh, 
another another potential replacement you could be for is uh, Alan Forrest, who seems to have taken a bit of a nosedive. Um, Livingston, they've they've kind of turned around. They've got a bit of decent form, but Alan Forrest doesn't seem to be involved in any of the attacking returns, so that's a bit of a concern because I don't know he's quite highly owned because of his price. I think he's only three point four, so something to consider there as well. Okay, good on yourself. Yeah, I like. McGrath for that cheap midfielder spot there, like Tom says, we were speaking about replacing KLT there. Two and two. Oh no, is, is it three, three, three and three now? I think he scored in the cup. Was it three? Well. All right, okay, I'm saying. Um, I have Gallagher. He hasn't returned any points in the past three weeks. They have Motherwell have uh, Rangers at the weekend, and as we know, the easiest way to get points uh, out of our fantasy teams are in defence. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to waste another week uh, on a Motherwell defender, not not getting my six seven points there. So I don't know. I'm looking at Gallagher maybe uh, being a transfer out, but I like Grimshaw. Was it playing the Spurler role? You know, being being a defender playing in midfield. Uh, I like that. Maybe maybe he's a shout going forward when Motherwell hit uh, the nice fixture run going forward. And uh, Samirn also leave last place in the table and go up to tenth. With this one L win, I like that. Yeah, the spiller roll. That's how we going forward. This is it. <laughs> what I would say about this game is, I think St. Mirren are now starting to get the luck going their way. See, maybe at the start of the season, St. Mirren weren't playing that bad, but got a lot of unlucky results. It seems to mm. be a turn to be for them, and they're starting to get the rub of the green and getting some of the results. Maybe the points they deserve. They weren't getting earlier on. Right, next up, Thompson Johnson one, Livingston two. So a Kane goal, Wotherspoon assist, Guffrey goal, Robinson goal, and Mullen with two assists. So, take it away, Gunnar. What do you see for this game? Yeah, I think Martindale has uh, Libby playing really well. The new manager bounce is in full swing. John Guthrie scores uh, once again. I think he's a great budget uh, defender. He's got 52 points now for the season. And if he's sitting on your, on your bench coming in for a non-playing player, I think that's great. For St. Johnson, I think now that's 2-2 two and two for Kane. He scored against Celtic, I think, as well. Uh, Mother, uh, Wotherspoon with the assist for the first one. And another thing I noticed when watching the highlights, you could hear the St. Johnson TV commentary in the background. And I don't know. I don't know why, why the SPFL highlights don't just put the commentary on. You know, even like there's someone there doing the commentary. And like you can hear it. It's not loud enough, but you can hear it. It's like, oh, you know, taking the corner there by, you, I don't know. And it's like, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm going to make it my mission now going forward uh, for the SPFL to, to integrate the commentary there on, on their highlights. I'm just going to hassle them on Twitter or something. <laughs> you don't want that, mate. Some of the, some of the, some of it's really biased. Celtic TV is one of the worst, I think. Let's to you sometimes. It doesn't, ah, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> need to be them, but sh- surely someone can come up with the commentary there for, for these highlights. I don't know. They're only six, six, seven minutes long. It can't be that hard. I suppose. What's your thoughts this game, Tom? Um, so that's two goals and two now for Chris Kane. He also hit the woodwork in this game as well, and he's quite nicely priced at 4.8 million. If he secures his side, we know St. Johnston have got a nice sort of fixture run coming up. Um, Kabamba's been a bit flat. He could be a possible Kabamba placement. Uh, it's only his third start of the season, so he would have to sort of assure, I think it's his third start of the season, he would have to assure himself um, regular starts. They've got St. Mirren next, which might be a bit tricky. And then Rangers and Aberdeen, another couple of tricky fixtures as well. Um, May had two shots off target. He's been he's been the form man just now. 
But um, this week he wasn't too good, but hopefully it's just a blip. Uh, Guthrie, that's another goal. That's now three this season for him. He had six goals last season, which was quite high for a defender. So he's, he's well on his way to fulfilling that again this season. Um, Josh Mullen made four key passes and created two big chances. And he was awarded with uh, two lots of assist points. Um, Alan Forrest, I mentioned before, he only had a single shot on target. He's quite well owned. I think it's probably time to move off. Livingston have got a blank next week. Following the blank, they face Hamilton, though that's my only concern. Okay. I, I was just going to ask you actually that you said could move off. I was thinking Livingston's form, I know they've got a blank next week, but would you think, it's the kind of question here, if to keep this up, is it time to get on Livingston three players? Because I'm not like I said, I've turned a corner, but they've not put a foot wrong since Martindale's come in. Thoughts, Gunnar? I don't know if I would have three of their players. Well, I'm, I mean, like, well, you see Dale on Guthrie is a cheap option, is fifth rate, and you're not having to three players that's going to obviously all play. Yeah. But, I mean, Guthrie's a cheap option, there's one you don't really need to worry about, but would you have two other players in starting roles? I mean, I suppose. Well, I would maybe look at. I don't know. My first thought was going to Adam Forrest, but he hasn't he hasn't really played much. Um, but maybe Pittman was it who, who mm-hmm. scored for for Livy um, as a cheap striker. Seeing how we don't really get any points from our expensive strikers, um, why not have one of the cheaper ones sitting on the bench? And then if if he does something, uh, I mean, it's a great ball o- over the top for his goal. And I don't know. May- maybe as one of your bench options. Again, I wouldn't have three of them, but uh, maybe Guthrie plus one uh, could be could be something going forward. Yeah. Who you, Tom? I'd probably agree with that. It's it's trying to find that sort of the standout Livingston asset that you want to go for. I mean, Guthrie got the first goal. Scott Robinson got the second goal. Mm. He was actually uh, the third striker at the end of the pitch because it was Plaplatnik. Uh, he came off at half time for Tiffany. Tiffany played 10 minutes and then he was took off and then Robinson came on and scored a goal. So it's like, <laughs> who's, your, who's your starting lineup and who's, who's your standout <laughs> player? Um, I, don't, I don't really know who you go for. I mean, Josh Mullen got a couple of assists. I mean, you, on the back of that, you could maybe go with him, but um, it, it's, it's picking the right one. That's, 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 the, that's the tricky part, I think. Yeah, I am just going to keep an eye on Lummies in the next couple of weeks and see how they... If they keep the form up, and how they play against the kind of the supposed seeing bigger teams, if they start getting results against the teams as well, then I think you said too. But I like to, I don't really, I'm not really counting Guthrie because I'm never starting him, he's just on the bench. That makes sense. I've always got to sit on the bench, and if, if he comes on, he comes on. Mm. Right, Sunday's games, Sunday United 1, Rangers 2, finally can see their goal, but obviously Tavernier steps up and. Regardless of kissing the goal, he scores a goal and gets an assist. So it was Smith goal for Dundee United when Robson assist. Tavernier goal, Golson goal, and a Tavernier assist. Talk us through it, Tom. Aye, so that was the clean sheet gone for Rangers. Um, however, the well-owned defenders, Tav, Goldson and Barisic, out of those two, they made up for it in attacking returns. Tav obviously got the goal and assist, and Goldson got the second goal. I don't think I'm going to move off selling, uh, the sorry, Rangers defence just now. Um, the record speaks for itself, really. And it was bound to happen at some point. 
it was a good it was a good goal. I mean, it, there's no defending that really. No, it was a great um, goal. But, but overall, they didn't. McGregor didn't have that much to do. So I'm still sticking with three three at the back. Um, roof blanked. Aribo blanked. Kent, I think he's overpriced. Narfield blanked as well. He did hit the woodwork and he did miss a big chance. So fair play to him. But um, as I said, there's not any, there's not really the one standout Rangers attacker that's getting these consistent returns week in, week out that's going to match the clean sheet points. Um, that's about it, really, I think. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> going to go with Dundee United. <laughs> yeah, we take a week off them. I feel like I repeat myself every week. <laughs> I know, but it's the same. Well, you've only got six games and they don't... I mean, after such a good start with a real defence, they were kind of keeping it tight. They're kind of just, I don't know. It doesn't fill me with confidence of wanting their players. And then the, the big guys up front can't score a goal either. Good thoughts on the game? Maybe on Ryan Kent. Uh, I noticed in the app he was the third highest... Uh, captain player and the most vice captain player this week. Uh, I mean, take this with a pinch of salt, I suppose, with with all the dead teams in the in the game. But still, something to take away. Like Tom says, I think he's overpriced and shouldn't have him in your team anymore. Um, and and like Tom says, also it was always going to happen that uh, Rangers concede, but that's why you want their attacking returns and Tavernier and Goldson, exactly what you wanted from them, captain and vice captain. Uh, 11 league goals now for Tavernier this season. I think uh, I read 17 goals overall this season for him. And, uh, it's just uh, what, what can you say about that? Uh, Spurdler, he got 86 minutes this week, so he's getting regular game time. Is he sponsor you? So I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just want this to come good at some point. I've also read that uh, Mickey Mellon is supposed to be uh, second half. Uh, of the season kind of manager so I'm interested to see what they can do they're currently in sixth so let's let's see where they can take it from here okay I don't know much to add to that I like that now the last game of the week was Celtic 2 Kilmarnock 0 Elinus goal Duffy goal Taylor assist Herndall assist Tom well <laughs> where, where do I start um, so probably the best place to look at is probably the lineup. We had Connor Hazard in goals, two million, bargain. Look at that, clean sheet already, and <laughs> he's probably going to start every game until January until we buy another goalkeeper. So on loan, on loan. <laughs> oh well, uh, from Southampton. Yeah. Uh, Sorrow, again, he was in for uh, Scott Brown. He's probably not the type of player you want in fantasy-wise because he's not really for those attacking returns, but I mean, he's a decent defensive midfielder. Turnbull was uh, my man of the match. thought it was a great performance midweek. Uh, he 100% deserved to start on the weekend there. I think he really needed to start just because of the sheer amount that he was creating. I mentioned earlier in the start of the week, eight key passes. Out of that, he had created two big chances. Um, you may recall at the start of the game, he put that um, free kick in for Julian. He did the sort of the flick. Uh, could have very easily had two assists there. Four point, uh, sorry, four, four million. Complete bargain. I mean, Craig Conway cost more than that. <laughs> like, you need this guy in your team, honestly. Um, Moy, Moy got the goal. That's five goals in his last four games. Another bargain, 4.6 million. What else is it to say, really? Stevie Davis. Five million for Stevie Davis. 
He's had nothing all season. Um, Duffy and Turnbull, they were joint top for shots. They both had six shots each, and Moy had five. I think this could be the, the holy trinity. Um, Duffy also missed a big shot, so he, a big chance, so he could have had a second goal as well. Um, Edward, we've, I think we say this every week, uh, he missed a big chance, and he doesn't justify that massive price tag just because of the lack of returns. And Ayer's now playing at right back. So he's getting forward more, he's putting in crosses, and I think that increases his potential for assists, as well as the clean sheets that are, are bound to be coming in week in, week out now. <laughs> That's awfully chirpy, Tom. I like that. You're really confident <laughs> this week. Really confident. <laughs> Just to go back, who was, your, who was your holy trinity? Who was the three you said there? Elanusi, Turnbull, who? Duffy. That's a three, right, okay. Gunnar thoughts on this game? Bring us back down to earth, please. <laughs> I where do you start? Um, so, first thing, Tom says Ayer plays at right back. One thing I noticed in, in the highlights or when, when I was watching the game, there was this one run that Frimpong had down the right and uh, where he took a shot at goal and Ayer was running with him. Like, it looked like he was coming from like the left midfield position. And you can just hear him uh, shout, Jezza, Jezza, and then he doesn't pass and he's like, fuck. Like, uh, <laughs> that wasn't bad. So, Toffee, uh, my start of the week, six, sh uh, six shots. Uh, for him at the weekend, I think it went one week without any Celtic players, and then I brought in Elianusi this week. Um, got his goal. Also, like could could have been Turnbull just just as easily, and uh, I think he looked really good. His delivery uh, from set pieces, you can't even. How do you compare that to Ryan Christie? I mean, wow! Just just for that, Turnbull should start every every week. Um, yeah, Duffy, he, I don't know. First, when Elunissi scored, it looked like Duffy might have got that goal as well. So he got his one goal. And I think like he, he's definitely back on my watch list now with this display. Hazard, Tom mentioned, 2.0 million. Uh, there was one save that I seen again in the highlights, which I, I thought at first it looked like that might have come off Julian, but I think it was like a, like a shot in the ground and then... Uh, Nicely saved by him. I looked it up in the app uh, within the new stats section, and that was his only save according to the app that he had to make all game. So I don't know if that if that had been Barkas or Bain, that would have probably been in. So well done him. And Taylor started for Lax out, who I transferred out I think last week. So it remains to be seen. I think I don't know. He he, he looked all right. He could have maybe had a penalty. I don't know. There was, there was a shout for that and. Yeah, overall, just really good for, for Celtic. I thought Lennon enjoyed that. You could see that when Duffy scored his goal, he was really happy with that. Okay. I don't want to bring his back down there, but I thought Kamara absolutely offered nothing this game. So I don't want to go, oh, turn the corner. I think Kamara was really poor, really poor. I think Celtic played the first half. Could have still been the same as the last couple of games they played. Second half, they kind of turned up. But Lennon sees some baby steps. And from the fantasy point of view, then I agree with Tom with Elanusi and Turnbull. This is definitely two. I'll be getting on. I've already, I've already got Elanusi. Turnbull mucked towards. But I'm not 100% sure if I want a third one yet and who it would be. But anyway, right. Over the I prediction. Was, I was going to say, obviously, Sorry? Celtic are another team that have a blank. Yep. So, so watch out for that. But following the blank, they've got Ross County, the grudge match. It's payback time. <laughs> and then after that, Hamilton. Then who we got after that, Tom? Dundee United. 
Then who we got after that, Tom? I don't know, but Rangers at Ibrox. Rangers at Ibrox. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that down. I was actually I thought it was two because we better go to three games away. <laughs> I know. Right. So predictions right as it stood. Peter's leading sixteen, Tom and seven, Gunnar had nine, so let's go to the games. First game up was Motherwell St. Murn. I said one each, so nothing. Tom, you said two one at St. Murn, you got a point. Gunnar, you said two one to Motherwell, so nothing for you as well. Next game was St. Johnson Livingston. Peter got it all right. Two one Livingston, three points. Used two both went for St. Johnson wins, two one and three one, so nothing there. And he's mocked me last week. <laughs> With the one nil Rangers. He's went for five and six now. And I wasn't far off it. 1 0. So we all got a point each year. So as it stands now, Peter's 20, Tom's 9, and Gunnar's 10. So I'm still a wee out for more. Fixtures this week coming up, don't you predict? Hibs done United, Tom, and I went 3 0 Hibs. 2 0 Hibs. Gunnar? Yeah, 2 0 Hibs for me as well. Right after that is Ross County Hamilton, Battle of the Poor Teams, and I went 2 1 Hamilton. Tom. Two two. Desmond. Good up. Uh, I'm gonna say one all. One all. I think two one Hamilton, by the way. I think this might be a man getting his jotters after this game as well. There you go. Okay. And the last one I predict is Murn St. Johnson, Battle of the Saints, and I've went two one St. Murn, Tom. Two two. Gunnar. One Nelson Johnson. Okay, that's him a lot then. So over to our T's and C's, like that, transfers and captains. T's and C's. Are you not bad? That's I think it's quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with the transfers. I will go first. I have downgraded Shankland to Clark. Save myself some money. And the reason will be next week I will go we'll be going from Conway to Turnbull. That was the plan this week because Celtic's blanking so I don't need to bring him in this week. Shankland to Turnbull, sorry, Shankland to Clark this week, save money and I'll get Conway to Turnbull spit out here, save more money and then I can make a third transfer week after. That's what I'm, a, a three week plan thing. So what be yourself, Tom? Transfer thoughts, if any? Um, I'm going to get rid of Alan Forrest and bring in Boyle. And I think I'm probably going to downgrade uh, Cosgrove as well. So you're taking a hit? I'm going to take a hit because Livy have a blank, so I'm not I'm not going to get my full 11, so I need to take a hit to get a full 11. Right, okay. So it's, I'm justifying it's more like a minus two, and then Cosgrove <laughs> won't start. <laughs> and then Cosgrove won't start, so that'll be one point for him. So it's more like a minus one. <laughs> right, yeah, I like how you're just on your head, well done. You're a bit hit daft this way, though. Gunnar, transfer oh, thoughts this week? <laughs> The, the Livy and uh, Celtic blank really don't help because for Gallagher, I would have liked Guthrie and then, I don't know, maybe even for Kilty, you could have could have brought in Turnbull. Got four million in the bank and the transfer I want to make is a downgrade Cosgrove to someone, but then that's going to be around seven million in the bank. So what, what am I going to do with that? I don't know yet. Oh my God, every week. <laughs> <laughs> But you can find out on Twitter what I'll do right, just before okay. the deadline. Okay, okay. Well, fair enough. You always do leave it to the last minute. So, captain and vice captains, I take it. Rangers are at home this week. Motherwell, we're sticking to the try and tested. Correct, yeah. 
Tom, yeah, use him. I'm, st I'm sticking with that, yeah. Right, okay. So, questions this week. We've only got one, and it's from our comrades at the Fantasy Football Pod. They have asked, are you planning to hold Celtic players this weekend, even with no FFS match? So, I was thinking, we don't really have many Celtic players, I think, so, between the three is. Elanousi, I'm just going to use as the playing kind of trick, no player to get the best off the bench. Going on, what's your thoughts? I think you've got one as well. Have you got any of us? Yeah, I've got Elianusi. Got right. me a goal this weekend. That was good. John, John took him out of his team this week, so I like that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I am going to make a transfer, but I can definitely start a full 11 and then start Elianusi and Henderson to get two players off the bench with the highest score. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I'll do with Elianusi. I don't think I'll bring another one on this week because I'm sure I can do something. But yeah, just the one. I'll just play him and, and get someone off the bench. That that's what I would do. I don't suppose you you have many Celtic players given the form they were in before this weekend. So it can only be one or two, I suppose. And then you should have players on the bench just just making up for that or transfer one of them out. I don't know. Okay, Tom, yourself, if you sell the players, what are you doing with the plans this week? So I've got Aya, and I predicted the Turnbull masterclass, so I brought him in. So they'll both so get you're on benched. Two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they'll both get benched, and um, next week, after the blank, Elanusi is my transfer in. Oh, I like that. Okay, well, that's answer question. Pretty much, we haven't got many Celtic players, so we've all be just playing them and getting the best of the bench. And Tom, you went the opposite of me. You've obviously got Turnbull getting Elanisi, and I've got Elanisi, and I'll be getting Turnbull. So that's the way we're booking it. Right, so we will be on to FPL then. Now, can this I one last thing? Who, who oh, yeah, are you yeah. going to, So if you bring Turnbull in, who are you going to transfer out from your midfield then? Me? Yeah. Uh, call me. Ah, oh, yeah, just, right. You got and I'll actually save field. money. Mm. All right. I don't know. I had it in my head you was going to take Kilty out for Turnbull. No, I think Aye, okay. Kilty been cheap. I'll just keep him around. Maybe maybe move to McGrath the week after if he keeps his form up. Kilty can't guarantee his game week every week. Aye, but, okay. It's because I have hedges. You know, that takes up another midfielder spot. I think that's why Like why our structure is a bit different. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right, FPL then. This is where Gunnar gets the most. We'll move to ah. the league. We have got, uh, I mean, this is update map here because the thing is updating during the game. The top three in the FPL league. Gunnar, do you have it in the front of you? Because I can't see it. Oh, yeah, I have it here. So, first spot in our half-hour fantasy pot league is uh, myself, Los Pimentoneros. Seven, eight, four in total. Second is Daniel Arnold still. Oh, not still. Uh, oh, yes, still. Picnic George. Uh, seven six nine and boys in the hoops Gary Anu seven five three and third. And the best score last week was seven teams. Nobby's nuts. He was a high school game week scorer. He didn't get a double up. I thought he make a double up going out of top top week and a high school score. We didn't. All right. So the average this week was fifty one points. So Pierre had fifty seven. Tom had forty three and Gunnar had sixty nine. And Gunnar, I noticed I was looking at your your rank. That's you now actually in the top one hundred in Germany. Oh, is you it nice? Yourself? That's good. <laughs> you actually broke it in your homeland. So you yeah, were running. I hadn't even seen that. That's nice. You can talk us through your points first. Go. 
So uh, Martinez in goal for 11 points. Uh, 11 points off Justin as well. Two points, Chilwell. Then Wagga Peters got me six points. Bruno, three points. Son, five points. My vice captain was KDB for three points. Then I got a jammy penalty just before he was subbed from Salah. My captain, 16 points. Uh, Bamford for five. Calvert-Lewin as well. And then two points from Watkins. Uh, two points from Kufal. And six points from Taylor. Uh, Burnley got the 1-0 win there away to Arsenal. Um, yeah, 69 points overall. Okay, I'll go next. I had Martinez as well on goals. Much to... Tom's disappointment, 11 points. Zuma for two, Walker, Peters and Kinsella for six each. Grealish two, Fernandes and De Bruyne, three each. And Captain South, 16. Up front, Bamford, Watkins and Brewster also because off the bench, I think. I can't remember. No, because because you was out for one point. So that gave me 57. Tom, yourself? Um, so I had in goals for three points. Robertson, two. Cresswell, five. And Zuma, two. Captain Salah got me 16, De Bruyne 3, Fernandez 3, and Harrison 1. Uh, up front, Calvert-Lewin got me 5, Watkins 2, and Wilson 1. Okay. You were quite disappointed in these scores when you weren't. It was one of your worst in a while. Uh, yeah, worst in a long time. I took Swan- a minus 8 as well. Just wanted to rub it in a wee bit there. Right, okay. We'll go to the results, Tom. Day by day, we'll just stick a Friday with the Saturday. So, Leeds 1, West Ham 2, Wolves 0, Aston Villa 1, Newcastle 2, West Brom 1, Minute Man City in a boring none each, and Everton beat Chelsea 1 0. So, anything you seen for the games you want to pick up on? Um, so, Friday night fixture, Leeds West Ham. Click got the penalty, and Bamford won that for the assist. West Ham, it was a bonnet. Um, and Suchek that got the goals. I think that's another goal for Suchek. Um, he's been getting consistently nine points recently. Uh, Leeds seem to struggle on set pieces. So if you're targeting a player, then maybe choose one that's going to face Leeds and take in set pieces. Um, Bamford is top for attempts in the last six games. And he's second top for attempts on target. Leeds have the best fixture run over the next seven game weeks. So if you don't have Bamford, what are you doing? Um, Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. Quickest Premier League goal this season. Newcastle scored within 25 seconds. Uh, Almiron got the goal. Uh, Dwight Gale got the winner. I think he only played 20 minutes and got three bonus points. Uh, I think you get a lot of bonus points for getting a winner. Joe Luton assist and Murphy assist. Furlong got the goal for West Brom and assist from Phillips. Furlong's now had one goal and one assist in his last two and he's a defender. I don't think you're going to buy a West Brom defender but that's a nice wee start there for you. Um, West Brom have the worst run on the fixture ticker over Christmas and New Year so I'd probably avoid. Uh, Newcastle <laughs> fixtures... Just because of their run, no? <laughs> Newcastle, I have Leeds, Fulham, Man City's a tricky one, Liverpool's a tricky one, and Leicester's a tricky one, I suppose. So nice in the short term. And Joe Linton seems to be the, the form man at Newcastle. 5.7 million. Not too bad. Uh, Wolves nil, Villa one. El Ghazi got the penalty with a John McGinn assist. Fabio Silva, the young Wolves striker who's uh, playing in Jimenez's place while he recovers. Uh, he hit the post. I think he's quite cheap as well. 5.3, 5.8, round about that mark. Um, Douglas Louis got a red. 
Martinez, seven saves. I think he got the three bonus points as well. Don't I say Tom, Tom, you know, you get the three bonus points, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know he got the three bonus points. <laughs> and that's why I took a hit to get him in this week. Because <laughs> 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 um, Villa are going to play Burnley, who uh, are the worst attacking team in the league. Uh, in the last six games, they've only managed 11 shots on target. And Villa actually have a decent defence as well. Um, uh, they've only, I think they've only let in 16 or 18 shots on target in the last six games. So it's, it's, it's up there with the likes of Chelsea, Man City, Spurs, not to be sniffed at. Um, City nil, Man United nil. That's the third clean sheet in a row for City. Um, we talked about Ruben Diaz last time. John Stones, nice cheap option at 4.8. Is he going to retain his place? So that's the concern. Laporte, he's uh, he's coming back from injury. Who's who's going to make way for him? That's a concern. I'd probably say the most consistent um, of starts is Ederson. Uh, but whether you want to spend that kind of money on a goalkeeper is a different story. Uh, it was a bit of a snooze fest that game. Lindelof, another cheapo, 4.8 million as well. I think he's a bit more assured of starts. Uh, Man United's got a decent run coming up and he's quite cheap, so you could probably rotate as well. Uh, Everton won and Chelsea nil. Sigerson got the penalty and Dominic Carvalhoon got the assist. He's only, failed to, he's only failed to return in two games this season. So Chelsea, arguably the, uh, the best defence in the game. If he's getting returns against them, then I think he's probably a keep. I think Chelsea were a bit unlucky, to be honest with you. It was a bad challenge from Mendy, but otherwise I think he had a pretty good performance. The standout Chelsea player for me was Rhys James. Uh, in the absence of Zayic, you think he's on a lot more set pieces. Uh, so you've got a big chance um, of assist potential there. Uh, is that the Saturday? Do you want to add to that? Any pick out for the fixtures? I mean, very comprehensive again. Controlling a couple of stats. Ben Rama for West Ham, he had six shots. Wilson for Newcastle had zero shots. Allaire for West Ham, five shots in the box. And I think other than that, again, once very, very nice roundup there from Tom. Yeah. Hey, I like to look at Ben Rama. I, I thought about him weeks ago, but I think he need to be nailed on in that West Ham team post or consider it. Then was he was, recommended by your championship mate there? No, yeah? just I, I liked I liked him. Um, <laughs> and was it Watford last year? I don't know. It was a void of games. He's getting void. I liked him at Watford. I think he's a good attacking midfielder. Thing is, again, in midfield in this game, you've got that many options. Do you really want to put it on a West Ham midfielder that's not Suchek or Suchek? I don't know. We'll wait and see. Uh, as well as that Man United Man City game, I thought was I watched it and it was boring. I was quite pleased that Wilson was pretty poor for Newcastle. Seems the most transferred in player, I think, this week. Mm -hmm. pretty you, high, yeah. Yourself included, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> part of that old minus eight there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that, not much to say for there. Right, your next one of the games is Sunday then. So, Southampton 3, Sheffield United 0. Crystal Palace, Spurs 1 each. Fulham, Liverpool 1 each. Arsenal 0, Burnley 1. And Leicester 3, Brighton 0. Top. Um, so the Southampton game, she Adams got the goal, Armstrong got a goal as well, and Redmond. Uh, assists came from Romeo, Ings, and Bednarek. 
He's now got a goal and assist in his last three, and he's had five clean sheets this season, which is pretty good. Um, Southampton's upcoming fixtures are mixed. Uh, they're playing Arsenal next, so that should be a nailed clean sheet. They've got City, <laughs> Fulham, West Ham, Liverpool, and Leeds. So if you, you could maybe rotate. Kyle Walker-Peters is obviously quite well-owned, so if you've got him, stick with him for now. Sheffield United. No, just, uh, just avoid those guys, I think, just now. I think it's the worst start to a Premier League season ever, is that right? I think so, the yeah. Of the Premier League. Uh, I think I'll see everyone on match of the day, yeah. Um, Leicester 3, Brighton 0. So, part of my mind is say I got rid of Vardy and boy was I happy when he scored a goal and got two assists. <laughs> uh, he also hit the post as well, so... <laughs> just one of the game weeks for you, Tom. Just one of those ones, isn't it? Um, Madison's back and he's got two goals. Um, James Justin, he's a well-known defender, he got the assist. Um, that's the first clean sheet since game week eight. They've got Everton, Spurs and Man United next. I don't know, might be a bit of a tricky spell for Leicester's defence. Um, no one's really keen on Brighton anymore, even me. Um, but I do quite like Pascal Gross. He's the informed player at Brighton. He's had two goals and two assists in the last six. And Brighton's fixtures are pretty nice. They've got Fulham, Sheffield United, West Ham, Arsenal and Wolves in the next five. So that's a nice little run there for him, if you want to go a wee differential. Uh, Arsenal nil, Burnley won. Uh, Obama Yang own goal. Westwood got the assist. Uh, he's had two assists in two games now. Uh, Burnley, another team that's got a nice run. They've got Villa, Wolves, Leeds, Sheffield United and Fulham. Whether you want to buy Westwood or not, it's a different story. Um, Xhaka got a red card. He grabbed Westwood by the neck and launched him on the ground. So I think that was probably well-deserved. Uh, Fulham won, Liverpool won. Salah penalty. It hit um, some boy's hand in the in the line in the wall. Sorry, when he was taking the the free kick, I thought it was a bit harsh. It was well against his body. He wasn't really making himself bigger. That's what the rule is, isn't it? Um, he was he, he was also just subbed on, you know, as a joker to maybe get get the win. Aye. Um, uh, Yacht is out as well. That's another concern. I was going to ask Gunnar about this one, Curtis Jones. Um, he's played the 93 of the last four games. He's only 4.4 million. Is he a reasonable Liverpool option? Well, it probably comes from no one else really being fit in that Liverpool midfield. Price-wise, obviously he he's an option now with Jota out as well in the in the midfielder bracket. It's just we haven't really seen very many returns from him, and he hasn't like overall in his Liverpool career he hasn't scored many goals. He's only just breaking into the team, and that's. Well, personally, I think that's only injury-related. He wouldn't get that much game time in the Premier League, I don't think. Like He, he would be someone who'd be playing those games against Michelin, you would suspect. But then Klopp started a lot of the first-teamers there in that game as well, you know. But he doesn't, he doesn't play in this like kind of Jota role where, where you say he's, he's always going forward. I um, don't want to say he's, he's the Henderson-type player, but... For me, not, not for me at the minute, I don't think. Fair enough. Um, Reed, he got the goal for Fulham. He's had four goals and one assist this season. And Lukman assist, now two goals and one assist in his last four. So he's the form man for Fulham. Um, 
I think Fulham have got some decent fixtures coming up as well. I've not written them down, but from what I remember. Um, and then the last one is Palace 1, Spurs 1, Kane, goal, Sun assist, which seems to be a running theme. No, I was raging, uh, took him out. <laughs> Kane, Kane's only failed to return in two game weeks, much like Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And once Spurs hit game week 16, they've got a pretty nice run. Um, I got rid of Sun and Kane a while back. And I think I'm going to be working my way to get them back pretty soon. Uh, Schlopp got the goal for Palace. It could have been another clean sheet for uh, um, Loris again, uh, Spurs defence. Because it was really their only chance, I thought. Um, that could have been five clean sheets in a row for those guys. Uh, Spurs next is Leicester, Wills, Fulham, Leeds, Villa and Sheffield United. So you could argue as soon as you get Leicester out of the way... Um, Wolves have got an 18-year-old striker, not a lot of experience. Fulham, well, they're kind of in form. Leeds can see the lot. Villa um, and Sheffield United, not bad fixtures either. So, as long as they don't score against Martinez, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Hey, on that, gonna. I'm also working my way back to get Kane back. I can't believe I actually... Well, now I have Bamford, which is fine, but to come out for Vardy that one week and... Don't know, that was just unnecessary, you know. Um, Fulham, they were, I don't know, they, they looked a bit like the whipping boys of the league. They thought, thought they very well showed that, well, they, they can compete in this league against Liverpool. I thought, I thought baffling from Klopp, the, the team he played in midweek in, in a game that didn't really matter. They had top spot in their Champions League group already and then Jota was injured, so... I don't know. He was complaining about injuries and having to play many too many games, and then he does that. Salah he got the penalty. I think it looked like he was going to be subbed off just before that, and then also the penalty was a bit jammy. Mm. Arsenal they looked an absolute free fall. I don't know where they go from here. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, if you believe the rumors, but, <laughs> I started uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is Leicester flying at the minute. Uh, Justin there with the assist, which is really good to see. 11 points, I think it was, in my team. Uh, Sheffield United, it's just, they're also in free fall, you know. I don't think they've won a game yet this season, no? Nope. Uh, Tom was saying that at the start. And then I thought Crystal Palace, Guita, he looked really good after his one mistake. Once he got that out of the way, then um, it was a great save there late on as well. Just, uh, just a shame he couldn't do that from, just from the start, you know. Yeah. Yep. You know all about it, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me every week. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Good. Clean sheet next week coming in. <laughs> Just on Crystal Palace, uh, I watched extend highlights of that game and I like the look. Is it the boy Ezzy? Ezzy, mm-hmm. yeah. Ezzy, Saha, has it been Techies, the three? Mm-hmm. I, I seen it in the match today and I watched extend highlights on YouTube uh, and I think this Ezzy player is... A, could explode at some point. I think he's going to be. It might not. It may not be consistently every week. But I think there's going to be a week or two. He's going to go nuts with assists. I can see a look at him. He's just a, a cracking player. Look at on the eye. Doing the eye test. He's everywhere and he's he's dragging players left and right. I just think a son maybe be differential at some point. I think yeah, I like looking. He's on my watch list. Hundred percent. Right predictions. This will be short and sweet, guys. As it stands, ten. Peter ten. Tom nine. Gunnar ten. As it stands after the scores, Peter 10, Tom 9, Gunnar 10. We, we, we struck out again. We seem to do better in the Scottish game. Everyone is. No one near it. 
not even a point, so I've been looking them out. Not one at all. So the game's coming up then. Pictures I want you to predict is Leicester, Everton, Tom, and I've went 1-0 Leicester. 2-1 uh, Leicester. Gunnar? 1-0 Everton. Okay. Liverpool Spurs, and I've went 2-1 Liverpool, Tom. I think that it's going to be a Mourinho masterclass so very boring game probably and I think Liverpool is going to find it tough but I'm going to say one at Liverpool I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I take it so Salah and uh, that's Salah. So Son and Kane don't go on the score sheet again after lost them. And last up, Wolves Chelsea, and I went two one Chelsea. Tom. Uh, three 0 Two. Two oh, to Chelsea. <laughs> that's happening just now, is it not? Yep. Sort of kicked off. Oh, I didn't think about that. Hey, Gunnar. Yeah, we're already 40 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> um, 38 minutes, nil nil. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one nil. There you go. None of these went for the nil nil. So I don't think that game would be on as we've done this. There you go. That's telling <laughs> me. So, on this one of these predictions that we just said there about actual the game as week is kicked off. So, it's not discussing our captains or discussing tactics or transfers. It's already happened. So, for the season tees, the captain, Tom, we were discussing this morning in the chat. I have went for KDB. Who'd you go for, Tom? What did you? I thought you were a Bruno man. I went Bruno. I'm a Bruno man, but I think at home, West Brom, I went for it. <laughs> Gunnar, who do you end up on? Yeah, I've gone for KDB as well. Wow. Okay, so there's a differential in the, the podcast there. And the transfer this week, he's me, Kenny. Oh, I'm, well, I know Tom did, he's mentioned. I'm sure, Gunnar, you should have rolled it in, you didn't do it this week. Yeah, I wrote my transfer. I'm, right. I'm, I'm wanting a, a Man City defender probably next week. And then uh, I was 0.2 short this week from, from going Justin to Jones, uh, Stones. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope with two transfers I can make something happen there next week. Yep. Just speaking of Man Stones, I went back to Kilman and running Stones for 4.8. Mm. I mean, Kilman's not getting his game anymore either, so he's not even... Risk so for an extra 0.6, I've got stones. So as Tom's still on, it may be a rotational risk, but for 4.8, as I went in that man site defense, if he plays every so often, then I'm happy with that. It's cheap as cheese, right? Tom, talk us, talk, talk us through your minus or hit, just a hit, not minus, just a hit, I, no minus, just, 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 just a hit, no, just a, just a minus four, a meager minus four this week. I got rid of Watkins and Guita, and I got Bamford and Martinez in, okay. Yeah, solid, solid transfers. That's decent yeah. enough, yeah. Decent enough. Right, so that is us finished this week, guys. Next week, the Slab the Note will be a Monday podcast. We're all right with that, because uh, Peter, Peter finishes up for his Christmas holidays. <laughs> anyway, on Tuesday. I'm not leaving my tear, just so you know. Uh, so, <laughs> I'll let you get your plugs in, Tom, when you go. Um, so, I am FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Um, I obviously do the podcast. I do a blog every week, um, just looking at the pitch, uh, players and the stats. Hit me up, tweet me. 
any questions you want, rate my teams. I'm your man. I noticed you're up in your uh, plug game. I liked your wee, uh, was it the end of play with the picture of the Daniel Lennon and Kennedy looking at the laptop? They're looking oh, at the like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did enjoy that. I liked <laughs> yeah. that. I was up in your game. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Gura, your plugs. Yeah, John and I recording the new Fantasy Football Weekly episode tomorrow morning. That'll be out sometime in the afternoon, I suppose. Um, yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter. That's at Fitball Weekly Pod. And if you want even more Fantasy Scotland chat, then go check that out. Excellent. As they both mentioned, you can follow both of them on Twitter. You can follow me at Fantasy Half on Twitter. If you like listening to, your, listening to the podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Or rather, you get your, your podcast. That'd be great. Let's just get more scope, more eyes on us. And I think that's us finished. We'll be back next week. So again, guys, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks very much for listening and downloading. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Tom. Bye-bye. Good Bye-bye. Right, bye, guys. Cheers.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 